welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us in our vocation in whatever state of life we may be in. And now your host, Stacy Galena. Hey everybody, welcome to Faith and Good Counsel. I'm so delighted to be with you once again. And as you know, I'm Stacy Galena, your host. Very, very much an honor to be with you each and every week here on Faith and Good Counsel. And today I'm particularly thrilled about our topic. We're going to be talking about Be Healed. It's a brand new book by uh, Dr. Bob Schuchst. I'm very excited to to introduce him to you. But as you know, first, we always start our program off with prayer. And so if you will, please join me in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Our Lady of Good Counsel, St. John Paul II, please pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, listeners, you're going to be so delighted uh, today with our, our guest. Our guest is Dr. Bob Schuchst, um, author of Be Healed, A Guide to Encountering the Powerful Love of Jesus in Your Life. So I'm going to welcome Dr. Bob Stacy, good to be with you. It is such a pleasure. Um, your interview with us on Wake Up Louisiana was was such a pleasure, and I know intrigued our listeners, and they're ready to hear more about Be Healed. Um, it's such a beautiful, a beautiful book. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit first about yourself? I know you're new to us here at Catholic Community Radio, and but I bet many of our listeners are familiar with your work, having been to some of your conferences and your retreats. So just give us a little bio. Okay. Uh, first of all, I'm married, and uh, my wife and I have been married 38 years, and uh, we live in Tallahassee, Florida. have uh, two children who are married, and then also seven grandchildren. Oh, wow. That's and that's your primary, your primary my, vocation, absolutely. That's my primary, and uh, my secondary vocation is uh, as the founder of John Paul II Healing Center, which grew out of my work as a marriage and family therapist, uh, integrating my Catholic faith with uh, ministering to people in that way. And so the, the book Be Healed uh, is written out of all three of those kinds of experiences, my personal experience, experience as a therapist, but also the experience uh, in conferences and retreats around the country and also praying with people in uh, various uh various circumstances, not only in the United States, but outside of the United States. Wow. Well, you know, Dr. Bob, you and I share um, the, our, our Catholic faith, and we also share a background in, in mental health, um, I'm, I'm, me being a psychiatric nurse practitioner, but both of us understanding, I think, ever growing in that understanding of the of the importance of Jesus as the divine physician um, Jesus being necessary for healing, you know, and it cannot be divorced or separated from from therapy, from from healing for people. Um, and so, I just wonder, um, you know, as you 
you've you've got I think thirty plus years um, uh, in your uh, profession, uh, being a uh, marriage and family therapist at the doctoral level. You know what was your inspiration? What was on your heart when you said, "Hmm, I need to write a book." Oh boy, that's a loaded um, question, huh? Yeah, well, that's a, that's a, a fairly in depth question because I actually started many many years ago writing uh, and. Uh, as that effort, I re- now look back and realize I was writing it mostly out of my own knowledge and experience. And just over the years, as I have uh, written workbooks and had conferences, I, I have had a strong, growing sense of needing to communicate something that would be uh, across the board from bishops and priests and religious uh, to the layperson in the pew who uh, may be faithful Catholic or may not be, to uh, professionals uh, working with people. I just wanted to write, I felt called to write something uh, yes. to reach all of those groups and just to share the kind of experiences and the kind of uh, understanding that I've gained over the last many years and more than that, the hope for everybody of, of healing and, and Jesus' presence. Amen. I mean, we don't get out of this life without suffering. Christ is very very clear with us in Scripture that there will be suffering, right? And so that's, that's a way that he unites us to himself through that through that suffering. But our Catholic faith offers us so much beauty in terms of, of redemptive suffering. I know you speak about that, and we're going to talk about that perhaps in the second half. But, you know, and, and, and which speaks, I think, to the point I made earlier that you cannot divorce Christ from healing. He was, he is, God the Father is our creator. He made us. He, who knows us better, right? Who knows us better? Absolutely. One of the, the questions that you pose very early in the book um, is, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? And I know I've um, certainly encountered people who, for whatever reason, maybe it's fear or um, whatever the case may be, in many cases, it's fear or attachments, that don't want to be healed. Can you talk a little bit about that? We say we want to be healed, but then we really don't, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, heal me on my terms. and Exactly. <laughs> uh, or fix me, right? Not, exactly. Not me. And now, right? I want it yeah, now. Right now. Right, right now. now. <laughs> yeah. You know, the question actually comes from Jesus' question uh, to the man laying at the pool at Beth- Bethsaida for 38 years. And, you know, at, at first it's, it almost sounds like an insult, you know. Here he's laying by this healing pool, kind of like somebody being at Lourdes, but not being right. able to get in the waters of Lourdes for 38 years. If we can imagine that, 38 Pitiful. years of suffering. Pitiful, Yeah. And yeah. Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed? And I and I think as I read that passage, what I hear is Jesus isn't uh, asking a rhetorical question. He's, he's arousing the faith in the man to even believe that it's possible. Mm. Uh, and, and some of us don't want to be healed because we think somehow uh, it's more holy to not be healed. That's know, an interesting point, yeah. Particularly in our Catholic tradition, you know, as we see the examples of the saints and the examples of Jesus suffering and saying, you know, I'll offer this suffering, which is certainly a good thing. But we think of that somehow as the opposite of healing, and it's not. I mean, you know, God can't operate against himself so that if there's a reason that we would go to a doctor for example or to a therapist because we're suffering why 
why would we not bring that to Jesus uh, right. for healing? You know, the reality is we may not believe that he will heal us, which is the biggest block. Yes. You know, does, does he really want to heal us? And somebody in the Gospels asked him, you can heal me if you want to. And he says, I do will it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more than he not only desires it, but he wills it. Sure. Uh, his, his death on the cross, all the sacraments, everything in the church, as Pope Benedict says, is for our healing. Amen. So I think we need to overcome those barriers to say that, oh, healing is an irregular thing, or healing is only sometimes, or it's more holy not to be healed, that, that it is the gospel message, Jesus came to heal body, soul, and spirit. Amen. And, it, and it's perfectly better than okay for us to say, I accept this suffering, Lord Jesus Christ, and I unite it to you on the cross, you know, in reparation for sins or whatever the content of the prayer may be, but that unif- unification with him crucified in redemptive in an act of redemptive suffering, but also to ask for that healing. So it's both and. You can still ask for the healing, right? But Absolutely. Still- and, and that act by itself is an act of healing. Amen. The act of offering our suffering in communion with him is healing. Amen. Because healing is communion. Healing is union with him. It doesn't, it's not the opposite of us being healed of something. It's it's the movement of healing in our life. That's right. It's really the both and, you know, that that's so prolific throughout our Catholic faith. It's yes, like we want it either much. or, but it's yep. really both and. We get it, it all. <laughs> you it know, is. it's so amazing. Yeah. That is so true. Well, you know, one of the beautiful things about your book, Dr. Bob, is that you are very vulnerable in your book, and you speak to the woundedness in your own heart, the sin and the woundedness in your family, which is not unlike many of the people that I've encountered. But you use that story in a very intimate way to tie it into the healing that you have experienced and the healing that you, through your work that you, and through God's grace that you bring to other people, can you can you take us through your journey a bit? Uh, I, I grew up in a very solid Catholic family, or at least it seemed that way as I was growing up. Uh, I was one of second of seven children. We lived near my extended family, my mom's family, and also my dad's family. Uh, my parents were were faithful, active Catholics. We went to Catholic school. Uh, you know, my parents were open to life. Everything that, everything that the church teaches, yeah, uh, we practice as a family. Sounds very and, idyllic uh, and like Catholic Mayberry. Yeah, it it, it yeah. really seemed that way to me as I was growing up. I was surrounded by priests in our home, seminarians. Wow, what uh, a gift! Went to Catholic school. Uh, my parents were involved in the renewal uh, at Notre Dame and Duquesne, and you know, there yeah. was just so much goodness uh, surrounding me, and and the faith seemed very genuine to me. But things undealt with in my parents' life ended up destroying their marriage. And, uh, mm. you know, the most obvious one of those is my father's alcoholism. But yeah. uh, he was not a uh, he was not a chronic drinker. He was just a binge drinker. But that led him, and unhealed things in his life led him into infidelity. And, and my parents... My mother, mom had her own unhealed wounds, and you know how they play off of each other in right. a marriage. And uh, so at the age of 13, my dad left and didn't see him for two years. Mm. And I just remember uh, 
laying in bed at night, uh, longing for my dad, wondering if he was alive or dead. And he was 33 at the time, thinking that's the age Jesus was when he died, and maybe my dad's dead. And Mm. that that sense of uh, not even at that age being able to understand the pain, but just living in fear and feeling, feeling very unprotected and unprovided for, you know, my my dad was the provider. My mom hadn't worked, so she went back to school when he left, but we had no income for mm-hmm. two years. Uh, and so it was being able to see at a young age God's, the Father's providence. And thankfully, because of my mom's faith, she was able to say, You're, you know, God the Father is your Father, and he's our provider. And we saw miracles take place uh, that we even lived, uh, could survive during that time. Some of it was the help of extended family, but some of it was just miraculous intervention by God. Amen. I mean, there's so much, so much more to this story. And, you know, we're we're coming up against the clock, as we always do. Half of our time is already over, Dr. Bob. So wow. we're going to, I know. So we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to continue delving into the story and, and, and maybe getting a little bit more firmly into the book in terms of how we can be healed, right? So we're talking okay. today with Dr. Bob Schuchst, author of Be Healed, A Guide to Encountering the Powerful Love of Jesus in Your Life. This is Faith and Good Counsel with Stacy Galino, and we'll be right back. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Catholic Community Radio can't happen without your spiritual support, but we're also praying for you. Call our prayer force today and we'll add your prayers to our growing teams of rosary groups, Eucharistic adorers, and small faith communities. 
the family therapist, as you can probably relate, you know, taking yes. care of everybody and, uh, you know, being the good kid and all that. And yeah. Well, over the years, uh, there was a lot of healing uh, with my dad, with all the members of the family, and uh, we would go on retreats together. But we didn't realize that God was preparing us all as a family for my brother Dave's dying process. And he uh, ended up contracting AIDS through mm. the heroin needle. Mm. Uh, and he had a conversion, deep conversion, I talk about in the book, and beautiful conversion experience. It truly is, truly. And offered himself to God as someone with AIDS uh, to live for Christ. And mm-hmm. uh, I had a dream about him not being healed physically, but our family being healed through his dying process, and him also. And uh, in the book, I go in and describe that, but it's just a beautiful, beautiful experience of experiencing God's love and the power of the Holy Spirit uh, as my brother was walking through that, as we as a family were walking through it. And and in the book, I, I, I share about uh, how my dad and my wife Margie and I were present during his dying time, and then the whole family at his funeral. And uh, just, I get moved every time I think about how amazing, how amazing. Uh, God's healing and presence was through all of that and, and how he orchestrated so much. You know, I, I actually am moved to tears, not, of course, not knowing your brother and certainly having met you and, and having gone to one of your conferences entitled Healing the Whole Person, an absolutely beautiful experience, and hearing these stories firsthand. And one of the things that really struck me um, in, in, in the earlier part of the conference is how you speak about family communion. And there was a human sculpture that happened where um, the Trinity was displayed by three individuals that you asked to give us an image. And, and, and can you talk a little bit about this and that and bring it to the tree of life and the tree of good and evil? Because that actually, you saw that happen with your family at the, yeah. at the end there with your brother. Yeah, very much so. Uh, yeah. Just to give, every, give the listeners a, a, a visual, we, we hear the word Trinity and it really doesn't register to us, but if you could just think about, the most loving communion of three people that you know, like a mother and father and a baby that are so in love, or a picture of the Holy Family that really touched your heart. And it just gives us a glimpse of what communion looks like in the Trinity, that love between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that is the model for all of life, and also it's the model for family life. And so what happens with with sin is we get separated from that communion. Uh, we get separated inside of ourselves and in all of our relationships. And, uh, you know, all the way through Scripture, God talks about these two trees as, as illustrations of our spiritual life. And I talk about this in the middle part of the book. But the tree of life is that experience of abiding with, with Jesus in, in, the, in the Trinity, in the Holy Spirit, with the Father, uh, and that's what we all long for. Whether we know it or not, we're all yearning for Holy Communion. Amen. That's why the Eucharist is, is the greatest sacrament, because it's it's union and communion with Jesus, but not only with Jesus, but with one another. That's why, that's why we make peace before we receive communion with those around us, because it's not just communion with Him, but it's communion with each other. And it's all those places of separation, out of, of ungodly self-reliance, which is what the scripture re- refers to as the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and St. John Paul II 
in the theology of the body said, the tree of knowledge of good and evil is the broken covenant with God in man's heart. And if you think about that, it's like a divorce. Uh, you know, when my parents broke their covenant, uh, everybody was in pain. Yes. And that's what happened with Adam and Eve. They broke the covenant and all the rest of us are in pain because of that. And we we, we live not in communion most of the time, but we live in this ungodly self-reliance, like yes. it's all up to me, I have to take care of myself and everybody else. Right. And that's that's the state of original sin, and we're all affected by it. But the sacraments of the Church and the healing of the Church is to bring us back into communion, back into that deep, intimate love relationship that not only affects our relationship with God, but affects our relationship with each other. So beautiful. You know, I wonder, um, Dr. Bob, I know it, for all of us, forgiveness, we're commanded to forgive. Um, yeah. And, you know, it is definitely possible because Christ commands us to do it. It may seem impossible because we're so hurt for whatever reason we've been betrayed. You know, your dad obviously left a, a, a wound in your heart by, by betraying yeah. the family and leaving. What role does forgiveness play in our own healing when someone else has injured us so deeply how can we forgive well first of all forgiveness is is critical to healing and you know let's just start when we're on the end of needing to receive forgiveness you know at the cross jesus forgiving all of us because we're not in a state of communion it's the forgiveness that allows us to get past our self-hatred our shame our fear kind of self-condemnation and, and believe that we're lovable. And every single one of us needs that. And when we've been hurt, uh, we tend to get to be the judge. You know, We mm -hmm. tend to put ourselves in God's place and yes. determine somebody's worth and, and reject them and condemn them and ostracize them. And you know, when we come to know it, as I walked with my dad in his own healing process, I realized that I was just like my dad. Wow. I, you know, I may have done made different choices, but my our hurts were the same. Yes. Uh, my dad had gave me a beautiful opportunity to, to to pray healing prayer with him for four hours at a time, three different times. Wow! And uh, I got to hear the inside of his heart, and it, I just allowed me to love him even more deeply. And that that forgiveness uh, of him was just the beginning of understanding who he was rather than creating a caricature of him to protect myself from being hurt again. You know, that's what yes. we do in unforgiveness. We just protect ourselves. That's right. We put ourselves in a superior position, and in that we cut ourselves off from God. Yes. And, and unintended, right? That's not unintended. what we intend. Un yeah. we, think we're, we think we're being righteous when we do that. Yeah. But we're cutting ourselves off not only from the other person but from the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm, I'm listening and I'm thinking of some other scenarios um, that I've encountered. And, you know, what a beautiful um, picture you paint when your dad is receiving, you're giving and receiving from one another in the, in the process of forgiveness. Uh, not everyone is in a, in a state where the person whom they are forgiving is open and receiving. Do you have any pearls of wisdom or advice for those who... Uh, those of us who need to forgive someone who is not in a position to be in a reciprocal kind of relationship there. Uh, yeah. In fact, if I can tell you a story that's not Please. in the book. Uh, Please. It's a woman uh, who was sexually abused mm -hmm. and 
when she went through her own healing process and therapy, she confronted a family member that had abused her. But the person was unrepentant. And oh. so just she didn't know it. She thought she had forgiven, but was carrying yeah. this deep bitterness and anger and hatred. That's, in fact, another injury. That's when another the, injury. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, second injury. And uh, through a prayer time together, she was able to see the situation, her own healing experience, see Jesus present. And with that, she was able to forgive the person that abused her. Wow. And uh, afterwards, she left the healing experience. She drove three hours and threw her arms around the person who never apologized, never did anything, wow. and just had the love of God for them in, their, in her heart. Wow. And that is true whether the person is living or dead. Uh, yeah. As my dad was at one of our men's conference, uh, and I was sharing the story of our healing process and, and my pain and my wounds, uh, he went out and, and went and had a time of prayer and journaling and was able to forgive his own father, uh, who, who was dead. But it was very real in his heart. He said it just really shifted. Wow. So, uh, so it doesn't matter whether a person's present or not present, whether the person can be trusted or not trusted. Uh, the forgiveness is, is our healing. And it also Amen. releases chains off of that person's life, allows that person access to God. Beautiful. So you're talking about some intergenerational healing going on here through through that willingness, through that cooperation with God's grace to forgive, that decision made in the heart of our free will to, yes, I will forgive. Please help me. Please help me, Lord. Because we can't do it on our own. I mean, no, we, we can't. We can't. We, we just can't. <laughs> you know. So I want to know in our last couple of minutes here, um, Dr. Bob, tell us about the John Paul II Healing Center and how people can connect with you. How can they get the book, but also find out more about your other events, retreats, conferences, things that you offer? Okay. We, we do uh, retreats and conferences around the country and in Tallahassee. We do our five-day conferences in Tallahassee. Uh, sexual wholeness, restoring the glory, and also healing the whole person. But we also do uh, conferences around the country, men's conferences called Crossing the Jordan. Uh, we don't yet have a women's conference, but that's coming. Uh, we do a marriage conference. In fact, I'll be in Lafayette, Louisiana, with my team Wonderful. in August 8th to Wonder- 10th. Wonderful. Uh, so people can uh, look that up. But uh, we also do the healing the whole person. What you attended, we did. Uh, we do that around the country in different regions, um, and also work with seminarians and priests and religious communities. Uh, and you know, the, the tagline for our ministry is transformation in the heart of the church. Yes, uh, recognizing that it's all of us living not in not not just in the knowledge of our faith, but in but deeply in our hearts, uh, in communion with Mary's immaculate heart. Jesus' sacred heart, how that's where transformation comes from. Transformation comes as we allow the gospel message to really penetrate our hearts, because that's a, that's where we give and receive love. Amen. And, and as a whole church, that's what we need. You know, it's, Pope Francis is, is saying, you know, the church needs to heal wounds. That's our first pri- primary ministry, is to heal wounds, Amen. To, restore, to restore the hearts of the people. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Bob, for being with us. What a, what an honor to have you with us. I hope you'll come back on. I'm sure there are many other topics that we could we could I, I, 
We could I would speak be happy to, to Stacy. Can yeah. I give my website? Please uh, do that. John, we were just about to ask you. Go John ahead. John Paul II Healing Center, which is jpiihealingcenter.org. Amen. And that is where you can obtain a copy of Be Healed, a guide to encountering the powerful love of Jesus in your life. And that is my prayer and Dr. Bob's prayer for you, dear listeners. Thank you so much for being with us once again here on Faith and Good Counsel. As always, you can contact me, Escalino at CatholicCommunityRadio.org. Pox Christi, y'all. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now.